My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. I had an episode scheduled, or done, that I was actually going to publish today. It was supposed to be a quick little episode, just kind of checking in, because I understand that my consistency, unfortunately, has not been very good, so I just wanted to um, update you guys and just have a conversation, but in watching the episode back, I don't know, it just felt like a waste of time, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, and I became inspired to talk on another topic that I've been wanting to do a um, episode on, which is the concept of suicide and what happens when a, when a person commits suicide, what happens to their spirit. Um, and so I decided, let's just, rather than like waiting and getting into my perfectionist thing, I just, let's just talk about stuff. So we are going to have... A conversation about that. I invite you to walk into this talk with an open mind and an open heart, and let's begin. All right, so first I just want to do a quick check-in and then we'll dive in. I unfortunately have had a lot of family emergencies come up uh the past couple weeks with health and other things um and it has been difficult for me to process some stuff some things have been very triggering um I don't want to get too into it because it's not my stuff to tell but I want to acknowledge the fact that my consistency with this has not been the greatest and I'm really working on changing that. I had an epiphany last night that I really need to 
change the focus, change what I'm focusing on, what I'm spending my time doing, because I'm very passionate about helping people align to the concept of oneness. If you're part of my subscription, I've had really intense epiphanies in regards to how I view the world, where now I literally feel like I am in a bubble. I'm in my own movie. Like this, I literally view life as a dream. And every single person I come into contact with is a part of my subconscious. So there's a part of me that is them. And that's why I'm even seeing them to begin with. And so if I have an issue with somebody or if somebody's doing something or I don't know, it's just given me a lot more permission to explore my environment and understand myself through my environment and notice how fast I manifest things because my environment is literally a reflection of my mind. And we've spoken about this before. These are not new concepts, but the way in which I have been interacting with them or experiencing them is far deeper than I have ever experienced before. Literally, whenever I think about something, I will see it immediately. Um, and it's been a very fascinating journey. Um, and I have decided that I want to write a book about it. And also, I need to speak more about it. You know, I need to be more proactive about posting on here and YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. Because um, I've just been kind of in my little subscription world and I need to be more efficient with my time and get my word out there instead of keeping it in the little secret cave that is <laughs> the subscription. So I am actively working on really making a facelift for everything. Um, I am very busy and that is something that I'm trying to fix because I go into autopilot and I start going back into old habits of just needing to do things, but I do them blindly without being very strategic. So now that I will be graduating school finally in two weeks, I've been in school for like 11 years now, so hallelujah, I'll have more time and I'm really going to change the way I show up and I just want to let you in to the loop and just apologize for my lack of consistency and just know that I am very aware of it and that I am working on it and I do have many goals and I'm excited to have you there along the way. I do feel drawn actually to kind of expand further upon this concept of me feeling like I'm in a dream and everybody's a reflection of me. I don't get nervous to perform or do a speech or something like that anymore because I literally view everybody as me. It's almost like in a dream, nothing exists except for what you are dreaming of. So even with people, it's very peculiar. But in my head, it's like, it's like the double slit experiment. I spoke about this with Michael. Who says that what's happening down the street is actually even happening. It's not real until I observe it. And I've been applying that to everything where it's like people, situations, like literally nothing is real unless I think about it or I am actively experiencing it. If I speak on the phone with somebody, 
it's their voice is essentially another voice of mine that I'm exchanging ideas with or information and energy with, you know, but literally nothing exists and nobody exists except me and my mind and what it presents in front of me. And I invite you to explore that. And I mean, this is a very, I'm speaking it very broadly, not really going into detail. Uh, and I will articulate this better and present it better, both in my book, whenever that's going to come out, as well as most likely in another podcast episode. But I just invite you to begin exploring that concept and notice how things change. You feel so much more in control because you don't feel at the mercy of the environment of your environment. It's just I don't know these concepts again aren't new, but it's just the I'm sitting in them far deeper than ever before, and it's is a very interesting experience. So now on to the topic at hand, which is the idea of suicide. This topic has been coming up a bit in the conversation with Ava, as well as the conversation with Amy. This is a topic that is very taboo, which has made me nervous to speak about it. But after hosting those episodes, I've had people um, coming to me with just questions and wanting to understand it more. I've had many clients, especially in the last few months, come to me with loved ones that have passed away after committing suicide and just want to ensure their loved one is okay, you know? Um, It's just, it's been a topic that has been around a lot, so I feel it's important to speak upon because there is a lot of fear that wraps around it. There are many belief systems, obviously, the way that we experience the world and energy and whatnot is a very personal thing no truth is truer you know we all have our beliefs and perceptions about stuff I want to just offer my perspective and my experience dealing with suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts as well as dealing with people that have passed due to suicide and what that's like so I just invite you to venture forth with an open mind and an open heart. I personally do not resonate. I very, okay, I very passionately dislike beliefs that are based in fear. Very much so, because fear is false. False evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R, yeah? Fear is false. It is the furthest thing from source energy that you can get. So whenever something states a specific belief or a concept that is in response to a fear, I highly, it's immediately raises red flags and it bothers me greatly. There are many belief systems that state that perhaps people that commit suicide, it's just like the worst thing you can do. You're just, like, in hell or just, like, it's just not good, yeah? And that idea of punishment, whenever fear is introduced, it's usually coming from a place of control. There's a, an attempt to control somebody by invoking a fear of some sort of doom or damnation that happens. So I just want to be very upfront with that, that I do not resonate with those things. 
And usually when I am given some sort of concept that is rooted in fear, I actively pursue it to understand why that fear was integrated into it and what is the light behind it. Um, so I do not, I do not, well, this is going to get complicated. Uh, I don't believe that people that commit suicide are punished. However, if somebody has a lot of guilt and unprocessed emotions, they may act, they may punish themselves. It's a self-induced hell. I don't necessarily believe in heaven and hell. However, I do believe that, I believe in, in, I guess you could call it heaven. I mean, I just have different terms for it, but hell is something that you bring upon yourself. If you feel that that is your destiny or you feel guilty for something or you are deserving of that, you naturally get yourself wrapped into an experience that is incredibly heavy and incredibly traumatizing. For example, the YouTube video I've um, I posted a while ago as well as I've spoken about on here about the um, demon girl that was terrorizing a family that I had to do a house cleansing for. The lady's ribs were broken. Her She was run over by her car. The dog died. The guy's brother died. Like all of this crazy stuff was happening literally out of a horror movie and in tuning into what kind of quote-unquote demonic being it was causing all of this it was a little girl that was murdered by her mom and stepdad that was stuck in this state of fear so she was manifesting this like monster that was attacking her and she was looking to find a mother figure to comfort her so she was finding or looking for um, safety in this woman and as a result, this, like, demon that she manifested was then attacking this woman directly. It's not... This, I mean, this doesn't really coincide with what I'm saying, but it's not that the little girl was in... I mean, what she was experiencing is definitely, like, some sort of self-induced hell, you know? But it's not because she did anything wrong. It's because there was a lot of heavy energy that she couldn't process. She didn't have the tools to process it. She didn't know what was going on. She just felt like the worst thing in the world because that's what her mom and stepdad had been telling her. And they murdered her and she was scared. And all of those emotions are very concentrated and very heavy. So when you pass away and you're in the energetic now, things manifest a lot quicker. Things project a lot faster. And because it's so concentrated, it's going to cause energies to be reflected back at you immediately. It's going to affect the way that you perceive your environment and your experience. You aren't able to pass on to a place where you are one with your soul and one with the universe, that state of, of absolute love, but rather you're stuck in all of the weight of everything. That is essentially like a self-induced hell. A lot of times when people are bad people, quote unquote, you know, let's say some, some like mass murderer or something like that, a lot of times they themselves went, I mean, this is obviously based on a case-by-case -case basis, but let's say we look at somebody that went through a lot of trauma as a child, couldn't handle it, 
and then just kind of freak out and become a psychopath, you know, and start killing a bunch of people. When they pass over, all of that weight, all of that unprocessed stuff is still there. You have to process it in order to raise your frequency up. And if you don't, you're going to stay earthbound. You're going to act as a ghost or you're just you're going to be in this state of weight where you just are in limbo. You're not sure what's going on. You can't process things. You feel a draw to release it and to face it. But because they've been shoving it down for so long, that doesn't look like a good, safe option. They'd rather just sit in the ugliness of it, you know, and then you just feel miserable and you're just sitting in that concentrated weight. That is a self-induced hell. Whenever somebody passes away, source energy is pure love. We are given multiple chances to align with that. We are never... We are never cut off from that because it is always deeply, that is how we even came to be. You know what I'm saying? That part of us is always there. Even if we ignore it, it's still going to be available for us to retune into. When you pass away, there is a draw, a dragging feeling, a pulling sensation towards releasing and processing and raising your frequency some people choose to ignore it, which is how they become earthbound or ghosts, you know, or just kind of stuck in limbo. Um, but that pull is, is always there. It takes more effort to ignore it than it does to go with it, you know? So if you have so much weight and you're just so stuck in all of it, it's going to take a little bit more time to follow it than it would obviously should you have not gone through that or if somebody didn't have as much trauma or whatever or if somebody wasn't as scared to face stuff process stuff so the way that people or the time frame that it takes people to process their lifetime varies depending on the person their life circumstances the way they died you know etc but it's always there and it's always available. Nobody is just permanently stuck and cut off unless they themselves choose to cut themselves off. But then still, it's you're not cut off because you're still a par- part of source energy that never goes away. You are because of source. When somebody commits suicide, their life review typically takes a bit longer. Um... Because that weight still needs to be processed for them to fully pass over. So sometimes it is a little easier for them to process traumas when they are in an energetic state because you don't have a physical body that's like just the physical can make it feel a lot heavier and more uncomfortable than the energetic. Um, So typically people are... And also your, like, sole mission is to process things, you know? So you will have time to just kind of try to sort through your traumas, what exactly um, you weren't able to come to terms with that caused you to commit suicide and stuff like that. Um, And then you go on your way. Now, there are some people that are very miserable that commit suicide and then kind of get stuck in limbo a bit because they aren't 
willing still to confront their issues, the issues don't go away. You know, you still need to process them. Again, in the energetic, sometimes it's a little bit easier, but they're still there. What tends to happen is because we are confronted with certain issues in our lifetime, if we cut a lifetime short and then come back, it's almost like playing Scrabble where, let's say, you pick seven letters, okay? You play some of them and then let's say you end the lifetime. You still have leftover letters that have not been played yet, but you grab a couple more to fill in the blanks. So now you kind of have a new hand being given to you. Some things are new, but those original num- uh, letters or whatever, those those original little tokens, those original issues or lessons that need to be adopted are still present. You still need to accomplish it. It's part of your soul's mission to overcome that. So whether you do it with the current mixture of stuff or save some for later, you're still going to have to go through it. So it's almost like a continuation of, of the past lifetime where you killed yourself, you know, rather than it being like a fresh start of all new stuff. Um, sometimes you can go through the same traumas again which will then get your soul in a bit of a pattern of uh it kind of adds a little bit more to the lessons you need to overcome because then if your soul is used to going through a certain pattern of like these traumas happen cut the lifetime then these happen again plus some other little issues come up cut the lifetime same issues again, you know, becomes this pattern. It's almost like when you dislocate a joint, your, uh, the joint where it goes in can become loose. So it can continuously dislocate. You know, it's like once it dislocates once, it will may continue dislocating now. It's kind of similar to that where once you've pulled the trigger once, your energy now may feel... Like it gets, like it, I don't know, it can get in the habit of doing that until that is corrected and then all of that carried over baggage is corrected. So it can just kind of extend things out a little bit. I will say that for some people that have committed suicide, people have gone through absolute torture and I do not blame them for feeling the need to leave a lifetime because it's just too much. Once they pass away, I feel like more often than not, in my experience, the being will feel significantly lighter and just the lightness will just allow them to kind of process through things a little bit easier because they won't be so stuck in the emotions. Um, But it will still take a little bit of time. And then sometimes they feel guilty seeing their loved ones kind of suffer. Um, So they may choose to remain earthbound somewhat for a little bit longer just to be closer to their loved ones. Um, 
the issue with that is when you pass away and you fully rejoin your soul, you still have access to everybody. But there is a fear with many people that pass over that if they fully pass over in releasing their life circumstances, they're releasing their loved ones as well, which is not true. All of that is still active. You're just at a higher frequency. Um, And usually when somebody commits suicide, they're thinking, there's a lot of thinking based in um, fear. So fears like that will remain present, which may, again, make their processing take a bit more time. Um, But rest assured, if you have a loved one that has committed suicide, more likely than not, they are feeling very light and very wonderful. They may feel a bit guilty and they will be processing things that they had a hard time processing while they were here and they could use some help. Most likely if you want to light a candle for them or talk to them, um, all of that kind of helps encourage them to continue the process of passing over and just assure them that like no I can still feel you like you'll feel so much better like don't feel bad like go ahead you know um speaking any kind of support like that is very beneficial for somebody that has um, gone through that I do want to mention the fact that with soul contracts or If there are specific lessons that our soul wants to go through or wants to kind of overcome, those soul contracts, while they are part of your soul's journey or kind of where it's it's naturally inclined to explore, they're still malleable. And the circumstances around them are very malleable. Nothing is set in stone. The universe is constantly moving and expanding. So if you if you know about your past lives and there's a certain pattern that's been repeating, or if you yourself feel overwhelmed by life circumstances and perhaps a lesson that your soul is trying to explore and you just are done, you don't have to end your life to find relief rather you can change the circumstances of the lesson you can change that soul contract now there are some things we really have well quote unquote have to go through and so when it comes to changing soul contracts There are some things that are somewhat unavoidable or that our guides will really be like, hey, I'm not sure I can help you too much at switching that because this is very imperative for your like soul's growth. If you want to ask for another way to reach that, then you can pose that. But basically, with soul contracts, it's all intention based. Um, I spoke in an episode previously where when I was uh, four and I saw the angel in real life, I was going to bed and I said over and over, I wish I saw an angel, I wish I saw an angel, I wish I saw an angel, I wish I saw an angel. And I used that 
phrase of I wish blah 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 I wish blah 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 I wish blah 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 anytime I want to manifest something very seriously or really make a shift in the timeline or my soul I will use that as a mantra and very seriously like go into a meditative state and like make it so so that is how I personally would alter a soul contract just basically saying like I wish blank I wish blank I wish blank instead of uh, let's say uh, you keep finding yourself in a position where you're getting uh, sexually assaulted then you can say like I wish I I wish I was safe sexually I don't know whatever kind of affirmation would would fit that you don't have to say I wish I wish for me personally is um, a power phrase my friend Michael I don't know if he said it in the podcast but I believe his is I wonder he says I wonder if blah 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 and that's how he manifests so if you have like a power phrase like that that you want to use go for it but other than that you state a phrase and you say it over and over with your entire body making it so like saying it over and over until you go into like a trance state and you feel like you're about to fall asleep and then you kind of daze off and then wake back up and that is kind of like the shift that happened in your subconscious and deep in your consciousness so that's kind of how you go about that um you can also just have a conversation with your guides or with your higher self and very you have to very seriously be like this is not working i am stopping this contract and this is what we're doing instead or find another way or let's fulfill this now or like give me the tools right now i need help um if you ask for it you will receive it everything you create everything Literally, you created your higher self. Like, literally everything comes from you. You instruct it. So instruct it differently or instruct it, yeah, instruct it differently. If you say something but don't believe it, you are still instructing it to say how it currently is. You need to say it with your being and do whatever you got to do to do it. If you are having a hard time believing your affirmation or whatever it is you're trying to shift sit with the experience of what you're aligning to for example if you want to align like you no longer want to have money issues so you're aligning to pure financial abundance sit with the energy of pure financial abundance acknowledge what parts of your body are kind of grossed out by it hold conversations with those parts of your body, like literally deep dive and face any kind of fear, any kind of weight associated with financial abundance and do that literally every day for a week. Just move through any kind of block until you're able to fully and wholly sit into the experience of financial abundance and then it becomes so. I have my whole life due to trauma had issues reverting to suicidal thoughts um, where I'm a very sensitive person emotionally and physically I'm just I'm very sensitive so I get very overwhelmed fairly quickly Eh, not that quickly I'm just I feel things very deeply so if something hits me very deeply then I will get overwhelmed very quick because it completely takes over my body and mind so naturally in my head I'm like okay well the only way I can escape this is if I die so 
kill me now, you know, kind of situation. Anytime I feel due to trauma, I have a very guilty conscious. I feel very guilty often. If I do something and I feel that I have hurt somebody's feelings, it used to absolutely destroy me and then I would get very suicidal where it's like, okay, just do everybody a favor, go into the woods and never come back, you know? And that's gotten a lot better, I will say. Um, These, actually, to be very honest with you, this past year has been the first year of my entire life that I haven't once had any kind of suicidal thought. Whenever I had them, I would not act upon them. They were just thoughts in my head, you know? Um, It's just kind of a passing thought, and I've learned to ignore it. Um, But, yeah, this has been the first year of my life (laughs) that I haven't ever felt that, which is really cool. Um, Anyways, when I would, when something would trigger that kind of response, I wouldn't understand that it's coming from a place of desperation. I am feeling completely detached from my environment or my circumstances and I want out and I don't feel like I can get out. I'm feeling trapped. Yeah. That is not true. That is not a fact. That may be my experience, but that's not actually what's going on. I'm only trapped if I tell myself I'm trapped or allow myself to be trapped. We are source energy. We create our environment. We create our circumstances. There is always an option. There is always a way to escape, even in times when we feel like we can't. And I mean, obviously, this gets very complicated and you could be like, oh, well, what if somebody's being held hostage? Or, you know, this can get really tricky. I'm just saying this as a general overview. We always have a choice. We always, there are energetic contracts where we agree upon certain circumstances to happen and we take part in them. Anything that happens to you is happening because it's an energetic alignment, Okay. Whether it's, it's just, it just, that's the fact. If you change your energetic experience, you change your environment. Period. Always. 100%. That's how the universe works. Law of attraction. Always. If you are feeling desperate and trapped, you are disconnected from who you are. Right? So anytime, after I, I got very tired of, having suicidal thoughts all the time it became it's very they're very heavy that doesn't feel good it's not a fun thing to go through it is not nice (laughs) so I started facing it deeper and I really tried to pinpoint what was wrong and how I could actually move through it rather than just waiting for the storm to pass because as I started to feel it more There were times where it got the draw towards doing something became a lot more enticing because I just felt so disconnected from everything. So I started, 
diving into myself and really asking, okay, what is triggering this? Why? What is the pattern here? What causes this feeling? A big one is guilt. So for example, in my last relationship, oh man, we both had our own traumas and things that would trigger, he would do things that would trigger me and then me being triggered triggered him. It was a hot mess. (laughs) It was a mess. I don't want to get into it. It just, it would become a mess and then I would feel very guilty. I felt like I was the monster even though it was just, we were both just triggering each other, but I'm just hypersensitive and feel, you know, I have a guilty conscious. So I started noticing a pattern that anytime something would happen that would trigger me, it would then trigger him and then he would have a hard time coping. So it would be like blamed on me or something like that. And then I would feel like the bad person and that would make me feel guilty and completely destroy any self-worth I had, which would then turn into this whole thing of, okay, let me just leave. So that pattern was pinpointed. After I had that pattern pinpointed, I started reflecting on the root of it, trying to go back as far as I could remember of where things like that, that kind of uh, cause and effect started. And I, one big place where a lot of my guilt came from was following my sexual abuse. When my uncle went to jail, I felt like I, I saw how much my aunt and my cousins went through and I felt very guilty feeling like I took their dad away I changed their life you know now they're now they don't have a dad they don't know what happened to him they think he just abandoned the family then it was kind of like ah I should have just dealt with the abuse and then they would still have their dad my view of it was very skewed I was very young young and it was very traumatic so that that happens I was I felt very guilty And then I try to go back further. It's like, okay, growing up, I didn't have, I didn't have the best uh, self-esteem. And I was trying to pinpoint where that came from, you know, and just kind of recognizing family patterns and stuff like that, that uh, provoked those feelings, even just viewing my parents and their own, the way that they even just speak about themselves or, you know, there are things that I adopted as well as things that I went through that made me feel and believe that I was not a good person and not worthy of love. So by going to the root of these issues, I was able to start seeing the patterns and I was able to start noting that they were all trained behaviors from there if there was something I saw if there was a behavior that that came from let's say one of my parents or something then I would trace their history where did that come from for them where is the pattern there what kind of trauma cycle is repeating over to me and by kind of following that trail back and seeing that this all stemmed from somewhere somewhere way back that before I was even in existence you know this is just kind of regurgitated information or like a regurgitated trauma response or whatever that's like in my 
genetic material and now I can have to like swap it out. It detached me from what I was feeling because then I was able to see the big picture and understand that this wasn't, this was kind of more than me. This isn't something that I just woke up with one day, but rather there are causes, cause and effect, cause and effect that stem, yeah, that have just been going on for a very long time that are not healthy, that need to stop, you know? And so then I start reflecting upon, okay, well then if this belief that I have of me being a terrible person or something like that is false and a result of my environment, even if my body doesn't believe that yet, my mind can conceptualize it or I can, I can see the data that suggests that it is not necessarily true, but just a projection of other things. What perhaps is the truth? And so then I follow, well, at my core, I am source energy. I am love. I try my best every day, just as we all do. And that is enough. I am worthy of love because I am source. And that's really, that's all there is to it, you know? If I need more evidence of that, these are the things I do that are good. This is how I help people. These are positive qualities I have. This is what I love about myself, you know, going deeper into it. And then it allows you to begin rewriting that um, so that you can start integrating new beliefs with old ones because you're able to understand like where the patterns come from. So that is how I've come to kind of cope with that stuff and allow myself the opportunity to process through trauma a little bit lighter to prevent a sense of me feeling absolutely at a dead end you know to the point where I need to do that um I do want to really uh what's the word I don't know I really just want to get the point across that the people that have chosen to pass away are no worse or no better than anybody else. Being a human can be fucking hard. It can be fucking hard. And if that is the choice somebody has made, there is nothing wrong with that. We all deserve love and peace. And if that is the route they are looking to go, then may they go. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are many people that have committed suicide and then go on to become very advanced energetic beings because passing over has allowed them the opportunity to really integrate with their whole and process lessons so efficiently that they don't need to process it in the physical body anymore you know so there are there are good stories of people passing over and it being very good or of people committing suicide and you know what I'm saying it's just it's the same with anybody dying any way that you die some people have an easier time than others you know it's just a different process depending on the person um but I feel like the tabooness of suicide and what happens really bothers me because it's a big issue and nobody talks about it. So people are scared to bring it up. And then like 
it just gets really funky, you know, and that I'm, I don't like that. I just honestly, I just really like bringing movement to areas that tend to be uh, devoid of movement. <laughs> Same with people. I just like the weirdos that are like to themselves, you know, I just want to like, I just, I just, I like things that are, are a little bit usually in the shadows a bit. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my thoughts on that. I know there are, like I said before, there are many different views as to what happens when somebody commits suicide. And all I got to say is same with religion. I feel like at the core of all belief systems, we're all just trying to find answers for the same thing. And if you really look at the base of stuff, it's usually the same story just told different ways, you know, or the same kind of theme just expressed in a different way. Um, none are truer than others. It's all perspective. It's all how we perceive things and all how we experience things. And that's beauty of being human. You know, we're, we're all very individual and have our own unique ways of experiencing life and energy and whatever. Um, but this is my story about the experience based off of my um, experiences. And I hope it either clarifies something for you or just brings you a little bit of peace of mind. But Thank you for listening. Thank you for your open mind and open heart. I'm sending you all love and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.